Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, uh, I just want to go on the record. Right now, I'm looking at my Apple Watch. It's 7.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Eastern Coast. My man, Cal, famous is off the hook, off the Tuka pack. <laughs> <laughs> my man's off, off the what? Tuka. He's off the Tuka pack. You know what I'm saying? Who the hell is that? Hey, hey, don't worry. He, he, little, you know little, what I'm saying? Little something. Little something, something. You know, ain't nothing too major. But listen, man, first off, before I go, because we got a lot to get into and I'm not playing games today. It's your boy, Tune in the building. It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. And it's your boy, Famous Phillips. And we are sitting here on a Thursday. We do not know who our president is, but I will say we got a good inclination of who it will be and who is a sore loser out here. And I will say this. It has been a fascinating 48 hours. It has been incredible. It has been it has been spicy. The memes go crazy right now on social media. Y'all are hilarious. In a span of about 48 hours, I think that you guys have actually made me laugh harder online than I have in a while. But this is the Push and Start Podcast. What's up, everybody? What is up? Yeah, good. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, for those that have been living under a rock, we are in the midst of a presidential election where we still do not know who the president of the United States is. And again, it's 7.30, and there's a few states up in there in the air. But before is we Nevada get into- still counting? Nevada is still... We all still count. Don't stop the votes. <laughs> hey, don't stop and this, nigga, stop and this nigga said, stop don't the count. Stop, stop the count. What we Hey, listen, man. That's y'all president, not mine. That nigga y'all. said y'all out here cheating. First off, yo, how are we? You know what? First off, before we get a, you know an amnesia attack from this. Shout man, out to Biden though for surpassing Barack Obama's votes. Hey, yo, he Biden is. Hey, hey, hey! No, shout out to Biden, yeah. but shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for real for going out there and voting, man. Clap oh, the young people showed up. Yeah, they hey, turned hey, a lot hey. of red states blue. We we did, man, and um, I, I will say to Sierra's point, he broke the record uh, for most votes ever, and I can't remember the last time that there was a. It was like 1906, I think, is the stat that I saw. Uh, but yeah, Biden is out here snapping. Uh, no, Barack I get, Obama had the next one. He broke Barack Obama's record. Bar- Bar- I'm uh, proud of that. Is what I was talking about. Proud okay. Of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, how are you guys feeling? I know we're in the midst of an election. It's crazy time. How's everybody's feeling? Spirits, mental health, all of that. How y'all feeling? I feel okay. Yeah. You know, this weather change got my. What you drinking? Nothing, man. Everybody else. Everybody else. I, I, I got to tell me. No, no. Listen, I gotta, I gotta keep my nerves intact. It, you know what I'm saying? That's all it is. I gotta keep my nerves intact. Okay. Um, yeah. This weather change got my lungs uh, <laughs> on ten, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm just working with that. It's, it's been three months. Yeah, three months post COVID, and yeah, I'm feeling. I'm still feeling it. So. You still feeling yeah. them symptoms, but yet you still out here in the streets. You, you was out here, sir. All right, but we we gonna let I you live. I keep my though. inhalers on me, and I keep my um my nebulizer on me. <laughs> you know and that. I, I, <laughs> and and unlike y'all, I got tested when I came back. Okay, well, first off, first, first, first off, first off, we gotta get tested every day. We gotta, we gotta get tested every day. I got, hey, look, I gotta get tested quite frequently, actually. I get tested every week. Yeah, I gotta get tested with my job. Yeah. Your job requires you to get tested, Nick. Uh, yeah, well, more or less. Yeah, more or less. This sounds yeah. like there's a fib. 
Nah, nah, they, nah. They send us the tests in the mail and just we just take them. Mm. We've got something Wait, at our so job. Wait, so you test yourself, Calvin? Mm-hmm. How, how was that? I don't like it. I really don't like doing it. But I, I mean, will say this. The lady that tested me this, this past time, it was way better than the woman who originally tested me. Mm. Like she had like no. Did you have to do the no? You had to do the nose swab, right? Yeah. Yeah, Calvin. Calvin, you don't do the nose swab, right? I do. I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, because I I know that to go up as far as everybody else apparently. Yeah. So my mine goes like right here. I think. Yeah, like I, no. the one that I took with the with the uh, nurse lady at the hospital a few times, it was just right up in here around the nasal area. But I had a coworker of mine who actually had their nose, uh, the, the the blood vessel pop while she was getting hers done. Ooh. Yeah, and, and yeah, so she couldn't leave until you know she was done bleeding and all that. But she came out negative. But <laughs> I'm glad to hear that from you, Sierra. <laughs> Famous man, how you feeling? I'm uh, I'm good. Like I'm not a person that has anxiety. Yeah, but I feel like this election is like making me anxious about what the fuck is happening yeah. because you know I'll be it. Yeah, we you know it's showing Joe Biden just needs six votes. It's like it's never over till it's over. It, it reminds me of that fucking finals game where Ray Allen hit that fucking corner three and niggas was like, oh shit, this shit is <laughs> is not yeah. fucking over. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but again, like I just I need them to finish it. It's, it's yeah. just like the Lakers championship. We knew the Lakers was going to win. We knew they did everything right. It just, it, it, it wasn't true until that fucking 0-0 zero, zero went out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. It's, we don't want to celebrate prematurely, basically. We don't want to have a premature victory. And I will say to your point, Calvin, I don't have the anxiety ever, bro. Don't feel it. Don't know what it looks like. But I will say this election has just got me a little bit on edge. It's I just, just feel weird. I feel weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and it's like so. It's funny because at work, you know, at work they always in in any general jobs they try to get you to keep politics out of things like that or whatever, right? Hundred percent. But I think this, I think this year with what happened with George Floyd and the riots and everything like that, and with COVID, I think that our jobs, uh, personally, my job has been very open about speaking to things politic more politically like in in the store and so or like you know what i'm saying like because when michigan yeah. and wisconsin flipped like three yeah. of our co-workers came to me was like hey i don't know if you saw but da, 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 da. i was like oh shit <laughs> oh, okay shit. i fuck with you i fuck with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's so crazy is the night. So the night before, um, shout out to the other podcast I do. Shout out to the rundown. Uh, we had an IG live of uh, party, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just a quick little Instagram live. We was getting people excited for the election. And I kept saying in that moment, I said, for whatever reason, this feels like, or matter of fact, we recorded the day before. And I said, it feels like the day before the Super Bowl. It really felt like that for me because prior to my team has been blessed enough to be in the Super Bowl a lot of times. So I know what it feels like that day before where all the talk has been from you've, you've had this talk for two weeks now. It's two weeks and then tomorrow is game day. It's go time. All bets are off. Who shows up on the field? And it got down to that point and it was just like, let's just go. Let's go. And you know, when I went to bed Tuesday night, I was a little, you know, it was... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best, right? Yeah. We, when I went to bed Tuesday night, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. But then we woke up on Wednesday. I mean, and then we woke up on Wednesday. 
and them niggas came through. I know, I know y'all don't see all the memes. Ne- Michigan came through. Nevada <laughs> came through. Arizona with the mail-in ballots. Yo, the one where they did the meme of the Avengers coming out in Endgame. <laughs> it's, it's how the mail-in ballots was coming through in the streets, man. But when so look, I saw Pennsylvania and Georgia, I was like, all right, all right. Yo. All right, yeah. it's getting a little out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> so look, by the, at the time you listen to this podcast, again, it is 7.43 Eastern Standard Time on the East Coast. Uh, we don't know yet. It's possible by the time you hear this, you will have a new president, or at least someone has been declared a new president. So um, I want to ask you two, who'd you guys vote for? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know who you guys vote for. I voted for my boy Joe. Okay, you voted for Joe. Really? You voted for Joe. <laughs> I just wanted to know, Sierra. That's it. I don't know I who to... they voted for, honestly. <laughs> what? Oh, y'all crazy. I'm gonna tell you right now, Sierra. He might be saying Joe, but we know we know Nick Carter. Nah, nah, that's Cal. That's Cal. Cal, Cal be on that. <laughs> But look, uh, I know, guys. We haven't listened. Uh, we haven't been with you guys in a few weeks. That we we don't have the time to get into everything that we missed. But I do know one of the big things that we missed was the BET Hip Hop Awards. Uh, there was a lot of nominations. There were a lot of winners. There was a lot of losers. Um, I'll go ahead and reckon and say one of the biggest winners of the night that night was the '85 South Central Show. Um, I did not watch the show live. I did not watch it in its entirety, but I saw a majority of the clips. And '85 South killed it. Uh, DC Young Fly, Chico Bean, and Carlos Miller, man, them guys are incredible when it comes to that comedic shit. Uh, and the 85 South Show podcast uh, is definitely one that, you know, I know as a podcaster myself, I look up to those guys and what they do. So shout out to 85 South. Um, out of the winners and losers, Cal, I know you had mentioned it uh, earlier. There were a few, uh, I guess, upsets, if you will, or some, some, some controversies. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I think that I think the baby for him to be nominated 12 times and not get anything was a little. Uh, yeah, that's a little OD. That's a little OD. Now, I'm not saying he should have won all. He shouldn't have swept. But right. he yeah. should have at least got one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, to be honest, you know, I think with everything happening with uh, black women's rights, I think that they they did a little too much for Meg. I think they kind of swung a lot of things her way because um, because of what happened with her situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, overall, I I'm not that big on the BET Awards anyway. You know. Yeah. Me neither. They, it's, it's they, they get it wrong a lot of times. Um, yeah. I mean, I, well, you know, and it's interesting because when you do think about it, you know, because I know. Um, Shout out to Rhapsody. She won Lyricist of the Year. Uh, and I don't know who was in the category with her um, for that. But I just know that, again, she raps a lot better than a lot of these like men or women out here. Like, And there is a question I want to ask Sierra. Sierra, why isn't it that women gravitate towards Rhapsody the way that they do uh, a Cardi B or a Nicki Minaj? Because if we're being completely honest, her talent, pure it's talent, like just the talent, I feel is like better than them really, rapping. I really feel like if we're speaking, if we're talking lyricism, like Rhapsody is just a different breed. Like she's amazing at what she does. And I feel like you really have to appreciate music to genuinely like gravitate towards that you know what i mean like yeah. a lot of girls yeah. don't listen to music to actually fuck with the artists and really get what they say and like me i love music 
So I listen to Rhapsody. I listen to I listen to both sides of the spectrum. But a lot of girls just listen to music to get turned. So they're gonna listen to music that turn them up. You know what I mean? So I mean, but I there's like also it, a double. But okay, but all right. So, but is it purely with rap though? Because I would say like a majority of women, yes, you do listen to music to get turned. Shout out to Meg, Cardi, and Nikki. But also, there's the flip side of it is. I would make the assumption, and I could be wrong here, that women listen to R&B, like women's R&B, more yeah. so than they do the term. But that's more so. But I'm saying, like, but we're, but but we're basing that. But that's a different genre. But we're, that's a different genre, though. If we're talking we're basing, about rap. But we're basing that strictly on talent, though. Like, why does the women in R&B only? Because we don't care about, like, how she looks or if she's selling sex. If she just sounds good on the record. Like, Summer Walker, yeah. I mean, people can believe what they want to believe about her attractiveness. But she's not. Never mind. I don't want to talk about bad about women, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what yeah. I'm trying to say. Wait, yeah, what'd you say? And her, and her is popular, and she doesn't sell sex. So she's not overtly like out there. You know what I mean? She has. I said we don't know what you're trying to say. What, what are you trying to say? You <laughs> trying to say what? she ugly? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to R&B, y'all judge it purely off of talent. Where when it comes to rap and women, it, it doesn't seem to be like that. Because if we're if we're judging it off talent, rap scene. But it does though, because I mean, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and Nicki are all talented artists. They just make a different type of rap than Rhapsody does. Okay, well, I'll just put it to to you this way. One, um, I'm a twofold. One, the guys that are at the top. Yeah, I'm like, huh? Wait, 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 wait. no, this is gonna be twofold. One, the guys that are at the top, rapping wise, it is purely based off of their talent. It doesn't matter. Like, J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, okay. it's purely based off of the fact that they do this but rap shit the best. But they're also men, and they're, actually, and they're also attractive. And that's the part I was going to get to you. Do you genuinely believe in your heart of hearts as a woman that the guys in the rap game at the top, let's, uh, and let's bring the genre as a whole right now, right? The, the okay. guys at the cream of the crop. Baby, Roddy, Cole, Kendrick, Drake, um, NLE Chopper, uh, Baby, all those guys, right? You find the baby's find the, attractive. The baby's attractive. He's nice looking. J. Cole's see, nice you, looking. Drake you, you is see, fine as hell. No, 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 and no, I've you seen see the baby t- in person. No, 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 so. no. You see how it took me like six, seven rap- rappers for you to say, "Oh no, he's attractive." He's here. <laughs> no, you no, no. T- I already knew. I already knew who you were going to say. And those three people, I knew that you were going to say those three people. Now, me personally, I don't think little baby and gunna and all of them i don't necessarily find them attractive no i do not but there are some women out there that do think they are attractive now drake is fine as hell j cole is fine to me he's very nice looking man um who else kendrick the baby kendrick is cute <laughs> oh man why do you do my man kendrick like that why do you do kendrick ugly. like that He's that not nigga, ugly. That nigga Kendrick ugly. He ain't got a lot. <laughs> he's not ugly. He has his own look to him. He's yeah. like one of those dudes. That nigga, that nigga ugly. He's like one of those dudes <laughs> that he's cute because he has his Yo. own style and own look to him. Like he's Sierra, not ugly. Stop it. You, <laughs> you not would not ugly. go on a date with that man. You would not go on a date with Kendrick Lamar right, if he was not right. Kendrick Lamar. If he was not right. Kendrick Lamar, you would not go on a date with him. <laughs> he's cute. If, if he was nah, Kendrick, nah. <laughs> Yo, he's not he was, like fine, but he's cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. you would uh, not go on a date with this nigga if he was not. Really now nice. I wouldn't go on a date with little baby or Gunna. Like I don't think those dudes are attractive at all. Like yeah, but think, I think women think they are attractive simply because they have money. You brought up a good point. Uh, shout out to the woman and listen. Shout out to Nikki Cardi and um, Meg. 
who I think are all I think I think all three of them are attractive. All, I mean, all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rhapsody is just a I think Rhapsody could outbar all of them with the occasion of an early Nikki because if you think about early Nick, and I'm not like mixtape Nikki, even though I'm talking about at the height of her being Nicki Minaj. I believe that she could outwrap some of these guys that were in the game at that time, just like I believe Rhapsody could. But you bring up my, another point, which I'll close on the Hip Hop Awards, is that Megan the Stallion won over Lil Baby for MVP of the year so far. Uh, there was a lot of. Which was good. She deserved that. You think she, you think she did not? Good. Yes. Good. Bye. She did. Calvin, you don't you don't believe so? Hell no. And you and I'm gonna assume that you're gonna pick Baby in the instance of MVP of the year 2020. Yeah, with without yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, and so I think you don't so think, too. You don't think Megan deserved it when she had two really major collabs and two songs go do as good as she did, and and, and, and Baby and I mean and Lil Baby had like ten that did numbers like over her and his album. He had in his features that did more numbers than the hit that she did with Beyonce. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Beyonce outshined her. Beyonce outshined Beyonce outshined Meg on the on the re- Beyonce rap better than Meg on the remix. And Meg is a and Meg is a rapper. I need to find the tweet because the shit went crazy. Like when you really look at like all of the 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 disparities in this conversation. Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to find this and so I can and while share ca- this while, while Calvin is finding that tweet, if I think and I'm not sure what the metrics are, but if we'll just say October of 19 to October of 20. And we're going to say who had a better year music, right? Who had a better year of music? You could throw in the remix with Beyonce, which is huge. You could throw in the Savage Dance, which was dope. But, you know, once once we, you know, because Hot, Hot Girl Summer ended <laughs> September of last year. So we out, so we got to think outside. We're not thinking Hot Girl Summer no more. We're thinking from October of last year to October of this year. And, I'm, you know, it's hard for me to pull where Meg was like hot on music. You know what I'm saying? Other than outside of the outside of the the uh the remix that she had with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um whereas Lil Baby drops the album at the top of the year and is still I mean if I mean if we're gonna call it a funky buck man um Lil Baby has album of the year no matter how you slice the cake. Uh I don't know when these Grammy nominations are set to come out. I know they're gonna be soon but it would be a travesty if Lil Baby is not on the album of the year. Oh, just in yeah. like even in just music. Yeah. And and I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I can't find this shit, but once I find yeah. it, I'm gonna send it to you. It just it was just oh, here it goes. Lil Baby, 14 songs that went gold this year without him being featured. Ten songs went platinum without him being featured. Two albums went platinum, one twice, two albums went gold. Megan. Two songs went platinum without her being featured. One song went gold without her being featured. That was it. That was it this year. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that nigga little baby was snapping. Yeah. And and listen, if Meg had got it, I would have called it for Meg. I'm not here to say, like, you know, shout out to Meg. But I just think in this year, I would have to give it to, I would have to give it to baby. So um there's probably a bunch of things that we missed for you guys uh when we drop on the ig just shoot us a comment somebody will respond to you um off of that joint and uh we'll go ahead and gas up the whip real quick we will start off with sierra danielle on who you want to gas up so i'm gonna gas up my boyfriend he did an amazing Aww. job with surprising Clamp it me up. 
Clap it up. Um, when I got to Rosedale, he had a whole bunch of stuff like waiting for me. And it was just really romantic and sweet. And um, yeah. Excellent weekend. Excellent. Greatly planned and well thought out. And so I want to give him a shout out. Shout out. You know, shout out to Bay. It's always cool to shout out Bay. What's his name? Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, shout out to Oh, Anthony. we got a name. Yeah, yeah we got a name. <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> breaking, breaking news. Now I'm playing. I ain't messing. Hey, Anthony, salute to you, man. Salute. What salute up, my G? Um, Cal, I lost what's some good? followers when I posted that picture. <laughs> what picture did you post? Oh, man. You, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pretty one sure without a mask, huh? Yeah, no mask. No, no mask, shawty. <laughs> no mask. No mask. Wait, who was you supposed to be uh, for Halloween? Sierra, I was the Playboy Bunny. He was Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner, shout out to that man. Shout out to y'all man. Oh, so you oh but <laughs> oh, <Whoa>. what? <laughs> what did you say? No, hey, listen, what? Hey, y'all wildin'? Hey, did you hey. say I was his thought? Yeah. No, he did not say that. He did not say that. That's what but I said. I, what, <laughs> hey, look, what what did you, Calvin? What did you do for that? I mean, not Thanksgiving. Y'all making me jump to topics and shit. What did y'all do for? Uh, what did y'all um, do for Halloween? Me, Before we get into we your guess, we went to um, a pumpkin patch with Dre and his girl, um, like a little double date type thing. Then we went out to eat. We went to a um, this place called Bernard's in Winston. Yeah. I, I'm gonna take you and Tara when y'all when y'all want to come up to Winston, bro. All right, smacking, OD smacking, bro. Smacking. Like, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your bruh. voice. They had the, they voice. had this peach cobbler that was blueberry peach cobbler, bro. I've never had no shit like that in my life, and that shit was the greatest dessert I've ever had. Oh god, blueberry peach cobbler. <laughs> that shit sounds that that shit was some hey. shit out of holes. I thought I was eating that shit that nigga had in holes. Oh yeah. <laughs> That shit was yeah. so good. Shout out, shout out, Bernard's. Bernard's. No, the stuffing holes. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know what it was. Called. I don't remember. I don't remember that joint in holes. <laughs> oh man, but uh, that's what's up. But huh? It was like it was like onions and pears and, yeah. and pizzas. <laughs> that was scaring them shits up. Yeah, niggas was fucking them up. Uh, but I didn't do too much on Thanksgiving. I mean, damn, I keep jumping to Thanksgiving. I ain't do too much on Halloween. <laughs> I, I ain't do too much on Halloween. Just got up with some coworkers. It was a coworker's birthday. Uh, shout out to Liz and did Top Golf. Um, it, it was fun. Mm. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I've Calvin, never been to Top Golf. Yeah, definitely a big date for sure. You'll spend a little bit of money. It's it, it, it can be a little pricey, but um, it, I know it, there's one it. in Maryland, but I didn't know yeah. up there might be different. Um, they have uh, so the one in Charlotte is actually closer out to the airport that they have now, but they are currently constructing one that's closer to the university, so it's closer to us. So Ooh, you know, okay. from you know, from us to the university is only like forty five minutes to an hour. Um, that by the university, so yeah. Um, Calvin, who you want to guess up, bro? Nick, are you um, okay? yeah, he's yeah, struggling today. That, I had to hit that, that shot kicking his ass. <laughs> yeah, I had um, to hit uh, who do I want to gas up? I think I want to gas up, um, uh, the Miami Heat. There's some rumors that we are looking to go get Giannis. Mm-hmm. I told you that last time we talked. I told you that last think time it we was talked. a real thing, but it, it sounds yeah. like Pat Raleigh is in his bag and he's trying to he's trying to make some shit shake so. Yeah. Um, hopefully Pat gets that done because I, I think we definitely could utilize that. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Heat, man. You know, them, them my boys. 
Yeah. We, we can get right next year. You know, we're jumping all over the place due to the fact that we haven't talked to you guys in a while. But, uh, you know, it, it's probably good that we have not been on the podcast to talk sports just briefly. Uh, and and it, from a quick NFL anecdotal standpoint, Sierra, uh, you know, I normally come on the podcast over the past three years and I've been very excited. Right. I've been super excited. I came on here with a jersey one time. I've talked about how dope we've been doing. I've said two occasions in these three years that we're going to the Super Bowl. And uh, this year we've got Cam Newton. And uh, it's just not looking too good right now, man. It's not. And it I and I and, and, good at all. And I and it, listen. I won't go into details <laughs> as to look. I won't go into details as to why that's the case. But I will give credit where credit's due. Shout out to Lamar and the in the Ravens. I got to get that to Calvin. You know what I'm saying? I will get that to y'all. Y'all, if that L, hey, hey, Cal, I love Lamar. He need to learn how to throw. Terrible he game. Need, he needs to learn how to throw. I'm gonna tell you, like for real, like call that nigga and let him know. Start working with the Q, Start working with the QB coach. But that's another conversation for another day. Um, who I want to gas up real quick is I want to shout out not only Calvin. I don't also want to shout out Sierra. Uh, I don't want to shout out uh, Calvin's uh, fiance Itane or my uh, girlfriend Tara or your boyfriend uh, Sierra. But I want to shout out the youth from ages 18 to 29 who showed up to the polls and went crazy at them voting polls for this nigga Joe Biden. I'm the, yo, we had African-American black youth voted at 88% this year in favor of Joe Biden, man. So I definitely, look, I got to clap it up for y'all because y'all, hey, y'all showed up, man. Shout out to Sierra, shout out, shout out to Calvin, shout out to Ethan A. Tar, the whole, the whole litany of everybody that went out to them polls and voted for Joe Biden and that and probably that listens to this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And shout out, and you know, those of you that listen to this podcast and Trump supporters, I'm very sorry, but I really do appreciate you listening thus far because you know we talk we talk crazy shit about your boy, but again, I want to shout y'all out because y'all did y'all thing, man. And it's not again, it's now currently eight o'clock and it's still not decided. But we here, man. Um, long intro. Let's get into it. And Sierra Danielle, ladies first. Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. Ladies first. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. okay. 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 That sounded better. Yeah. 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 Um, what up, everybody? It is your girl Sierra Danielle, and today I'm going to talk about dating. Right. So. Of course, we all have not. This isn't our first relationships that we've all been in. But I wanted to talk about the age demographic. And, you know, dating younger than you or dating older than you. Is there a difference? Are there, you know, are you opposed to dating younger than you? Or have you ever been, but now your mind has changed since then? Um, I really want to talk about how age and the difference in age affects relationships. Um, me, personally... I have had three boyfriends. This is my third boyfriend. He is older than me, but the age gap is the biggest. So my um, last boyfriend was actually younger than me. And the one before that was a little bit older than me. Anybody else that I've dated or, you know, hung out with, um, we were the same age. Um, And I can definitely see a difference dating someone that's a little bit more older than me. Um, I will never, ever date younger than me ever again (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I, I want to get you guys' opinion on that. And would you date somebody younger or older? What's the age? I think men will date, have a larger age gap as far as older than mm. women will. But because y'all like old women. Um, I don't mind dating older women. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, currently, I'm currently like in a relationship with someone who's younger than me, but I've, I think I've mostly, for the most part, have dated women that were younger than me. Maybe mm-hmm. not by like a lot, but like enough where I would be older. And um, I, <clears throat> I don't really have a preference though. Like, I, so I don't mind dating younger women, but one thing I had an issue with when I was younger is that I felt like all the younger women I was dating were like mad and mature. Like they just weren't, they weren't where I was in life, right? And <laughs> I think that's what you get within dating older women. It's like, they know what they want, but at the same time, there was different parts of when I was like, you know, just in my lifestyle when I was younger that I wasn't ready for the older woman. Like, so it, <laughs> it, it so basically he was still out there. Nah, something like that. I don't know. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's different because you expect for when you start dating people that you want them to be on the same level as you. But when you're dating somebody who's older than you, they're already probably past where you're even at. You know what I'm saying? At yeah. Sometimes. And sometimes they're not. So how, um, how the older woman that you dated, how much older was she? Probably like four or five years older than me. And how old are you? I'm 27 now. At the time, how old were you? Oh, at the time, I was like 20, 21. <laughs> oh, okay. What's the so, oldest you date? What's the oldest I would date? I would date however old. As long as she looked good, she throwing that ass. So she op- she old enough, so if she's old enough to be your mama, you would date her? Yeah, she throwing that. Mm. They got to be right, though. You know, I don't like no, no skinny girl. What about but- if she was old enough to be your grandma? As long as she throwing that booty. Nick, are you in agreement? Yeah, uh, the people at home that can't <laughs> see people at home that can't see me right now. I am shaking my head. Yes, to everything that Calvin is saying. Um, in regards you to the first question, a what woman I that's old enough to be your grandmother. Yes, I would, and I would also date someone old enough to be my mother. I would also date someone old enough to be a little bit older than me and right at my age. And then when we start thinking about a little bit younger, <laughs> that's when. Uh, that's when it starts to get a little dicey now again to calvin's point i am dating someone that is currently two years my younger and um my junior yeah and um it's good it's it's the one the longest relationship i've been in it's the you know uh it's been going great you know we live together all that good stuff but in regards to just the specifics of just generalities of older versus younger i could not see myself right now at 27 going anywhere probably below than where my girl is at right now. I'm going to keep it high. You couldn't go past 25. I probably, I think even as I get older, like as I get older, I think the cap is still going to be like 25. Let's God forbid something happens and I'm like 39, 40, something like that. I don't think I could do 21 or like 18, right? So if you were 40, you could date a 25 year old? Yeah, I'm saying that I, my mind right now, how my mind thinks now, right now, I would idea. say, I did, I would, I would, I would, I would, but I can't go lower than that, though. I can't go lower than that. Yeah, if saying. you were 40 years old, could you date a 25-year-old? Um, a 20, I think I could, just because yeah. that's like that sugar daddy age, but like, I yeah. 
anything under 25 because I feel like at least 25, like you, you got your life a little bit together. Like just you a little bit. Away. You got it a little yeah. bit together. You're not, now, you're now, not in college. Like you got an undergrad. I could not date a man now, that's now. old enough to be my father and I cannot date a man that's old enough to be my grandfather. That is see, 39 is not. Yeah, 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 yeah. First off, first off, no, not, um, no. I, I will say this, man. Um, as, in regards to, because I don't want to out mom's age here on the podcast, but I will just say, um, of an elder, <laughs> st- of a, of an elder woman, if she came to me in the right way at the right time, oh, we could be living it up. I'm trying, I'm here to tell you, we could be living it up because I want because you know all the stuff that we worry about now. I wouldn't have to worry about no social media. I wouldn't have to worry about no. Can you get this? Can you, no. It's just like she'll be able to do whatever she wants to do when she wants to do it. Type of type of thing. So. Um, yeah, I, I would not mind that. I listen. I have no discrepancies now. Do I think that there's a double standard between men and women? Yes, because Sierra, you just said you wouldn't date nobody. When when older men come on to me, prime example, I've had older men like stop me and like pay for my gas. Not like recently, but like I've had older men like stop me, pay for my gas, want to give me money, all this kind of stuff. I want to take me out, and it just comes off really disgusting. Like it just comes off like almost like not predatory, but like I feel like a lot of older men, women don't have to think, don't have to, men don't, I don't think men have to worry about this aspect. Older men wanting younger girls that they can groom. You see what I'm saying? So their approach sometimes might be a little bit different than an older woman coming on to an attractive young man. You see what I'm saying? An older woman might just be looking for a young tenderoni to rock her world. But an older man might might be looking for a younger woman that he can c- manipulate, control, to c- take advantage of, groom them up to be who she want to be if she's young. Well, you know? I mean, I mean, I mean, a woman might be take like you know we talked about August Alcina and Jada Pickett Smith. Jada Pickett Smith, low key, kind of you. Could, one could argue that she took advantage of August. I feel like they was both understood what was going on, and August caught feelings, and he that's got a, that's an, back that's, a, that, that's an opinion. That's, that's an that's opinion. Your opinion. That's yeah. it. That's an opinion. That, that's it. And that's a fair assessment. But again, the flip side of that is some could say she was an older woman, took advantage of a young man who was dealing with some shit. Because to put to your point, oh, I, I ain't gonna put this on all women. But if a woman is, you know, dibbling, dabbling in that field and is being taken advantage of a, of a man, there may be some things going on with her at that particular moment in time that aren't resolved in her life at that moment in time where he sees the vulnerability in her to take advantage of that. That's, that shit happens with niggas that's, that's the same age as you. The same age. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, like, niggas do that all the now, time. Now, um, <laughs> now, now, you said, what, what was the ratio for older and younger for you, uh, Sierra? For me, I would not date anybody younger than me. Well, no, I'm saying what, what you have done. What you have done. My ex was one year younger than me. Okay. And then everybody else has been older than you? My first boyfriend was two years older than me. My current boyfriend, I'm 26 and he'll be 30 in January. So he's four years older than me. And Calvin, your is the, what, what was the ratio for you? I think I was, I was either 20 or 21 and she was like 26. Yeah. But um, the youngest would be, I think I was 24 and she was 21. Yeah. But I think I, I would, I think my cap would be, I would do, I'm 26. I think I would do a, um, a 10 year gap. 
Like that's the highest I would go. 36. That, that's 36. That's not that bad. Um, my youngest is the one who I'm with now at two years. I think my oldest has probably been actually like dated or like talked to whatever is probably four to five years. <laughs> you had like, somebody grandma, didn't you? You nasty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, wait, no. wait, wait. You said Yo. 45 years? I said As four to five years. years I said four yeah, to five 45. years. No, listen, 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 Linda, listen, she Linda. You took a piece out, didn't she? No, no, no. I um, I, you <laughs> know, there, there was there, there have been matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, the two, matter of fact, the two in particular, that I'm, the the two that I'm talking about in particular were one. I'm 27 now. I think one is getting ready to be maybe a I grandma. don't know 31. <laughs> 31 or something like that maybe and then the other one is maybe like 30 so i'm i'm actually attract i am attracted to older women um in general now we won't go into the depths and details of uh some uh you know some other things but um we'll, we'll talk we'll talk off mic we'll talk off mic can't say it on the microphone but um right. but yeah start. yeah shout out, shout out to push the start ready <laughs> uh but by, oh and my cap will be 99 my cat would be 99. As in 99 years old? Yep, 99 years old. You would, would have sex cat. with a 99-year-old woman? I didn't say sex. We ain't talking about sex. We ain't what if, about what sex. if, okay, what if you dated a 99-year-old woman and she said, Nick, I won't, I want to be young. I want to feel young again. <laughs> you can manipulate a 99-year-old. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing. That sounded bad. That sounded bad. Wow. Now manipulate. Now wow. manipulate. That sounded bad. That sounded bad. That sounded bad. That's crazy. Now, not that manipulate, is not manipulate, but you know what I mean. What, can, what, 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 no, we don't know what you mean. I gotta edit that out. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Y'all, y'all, no, yeah. no. I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta edit that out. But, um, uh, final takes older, younger, dating, older, period, long. I would never tall. date a younger person again. What never date a younger tall? person. What the hell, Nick? Long talk, cool you cool or whatever. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same boat, man. I'm cool. Cal, Cal, I don't know if I heard you. What's the you said? What's the youngest you said you'd go? Like years? I, like well, I think at my age now would be like twenty four. I would I would go five years younger to me at max. Mm. How do you mm -hmm. say you twenty seven? Mm -hmm. I'm about to turn twenty eight though. So twenty three. Mm -hmm. Uh, we got to go up. Uh, for your birthday, man. Twenty eighth next month. Twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. I know. I do. I always say. That. Uh, is that when your niggas? I don't wait. No, 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 no. That's my nigga. But I gotta look on the calendar. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Speaking of dates, we gotta do something for our us. Yeah, we do. Our birthday it, coming it, up. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah, because I wanted to do something with y'all too, man. But we'll talk. Um, we'll talk when we get off the mic. But uh, Calvin, you actually, yeah, we got time for your birthday, man. I'm gonna be off that week, and um, for the wedding I gotta go to. But yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we do that every single week here on the Push Star Podcast, man. Go ahead and clap it up for Sierra Danielle, ladies first. And this is the point in time when, you know what's so crazy? Shout out to Row Ray. Shout out to Famous. Um, there's, where I live, there's actually a dead cat that has been close to the road and vicinity of where I live, and nobody has come to claim it in the past, like, two to three days. Somebody need to call and get that cat a off the road, cat? man. Yeah, it's like, it's like a dead cat that's kind of like, it's off to the side where cars can't hit it, but it's still like somebody needs to come and get that cat because it's definitely visible to the streets. So, but famous, what's up, man? 
Nothing much, man. Um, it's your boy Famous here. Wanted to talk to you guys about uh, what is coming up as we were just talking about my birthday is coming up. Woo-woo. But also the holidays are coming up. We got New Year's, we got uh, Thanksgiving as well as Christmas. And so I think that every year we kind of get to November very quickly. Um, like Loki, I feel like I've gotten to every November that I've ever remembered like mad fucking quick. It was like, shit, it's November. And how are we as people preparing for um, <clears throat> for the holidays? You know, right now, um, and, and this isn't just talking about financially, but like physically, mentally, and spiritually, because when we go into these months of uh, of giving and being around family and things like that, sometimes you often forget like, oh, damn, I got to pay for this, or I got to go do this, or I haven't been around this family member in this long, and like things are... Maybe I'm not having a family member that I usually have at this this meeting because they're no longer with us, or like things have changed also, so much take in your life. That people people might not even be meeting with their family because of COVID. Because yeah, of COVID, yeah. so like, what what are the things that you guys are thinking about going into this holiday season? Um, you know, so for me, I think first and foremost, based off of the holiday season, for me is always a financial outlook right it's all that's the biggest thing i know for a fact i've got like you know one or two friends givens on the books right i've got my actual thanksgiving (laughs) on the books uh i've got gifts that not only do i have to give the people that i love but you know people like secret santa push to start and you know other family you know maybe some other friends that i'm getting gifts for so at the top of mind um it's definitely finances but also too i think in this year man it's thinking about ways in which we can get creative knowing that listen i'm not having the big family turnout like i normally do due to covid right mm-hmm. like i've got a lot of family members that typically come into north carolina or we go down to south carolina or wherever and a lot of people just aren't doing that this year and so you know start thinking of maybe some creative things that you can do even in your missed apart you know, maybe hop on a family Zoom and like play a family Zoom game, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Or like, you know, try to do <laughs> something um, creative in that realm. But, um, you know, I think that's that's in the first initial reaction. That's how I feel. Yeah. What about you, Sierra? For me, um, I know holidays are really big for us. Um and we usually do like Thanksgiving at my grandma's and like Christmas Eve at my grandma's. But my grandparents, um, they haven't, I wouldn't necessarily say they've had health issues this year, but they're getting older. And so their health is kind of on the decline. Um, and so we're not going to probably do anything super, super big because we don't want to make them sick or potentially expose them to um, COVID or whatever. Um so I probably won't see a lot of my family this year, which is, is, it's really, you know, kind of difficult to kind of like deal with, but because I've been doing it for 25 years. Um, and so I think, you know, as a family, we might come up with something that's COVID safe, like maybe like a drive, a drive by, you know, type of thing, or, um, we cook and make sure that elders in our family eat and just drop off food. Um, but I think mentally preparing is like, for me, one, just realizing what the reality of the situation might be and figuring out a healthy reaction to that reality for me. Because I feel like a lot of people worry, a lot of people will feel bad for certain realities that they may have to face, but the, the negative emotions can cause them to spiral 
or can cause seasonal depression or whatever the case may be. Um, two, I'm just going to be thankful and grateful for the family that I do see. I know my mom and my brother and my uncle, we are probably all going to do something at my mom's house, something small, my cook. Um, we did talk about having like a sweater party for us and the kids. So that'll be something that we can still have the holiday spirit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's, it's difficult, but you just gotta, we can't change anything about the situation that's going on. So I'm just trying to shift my mindset and shift my perspective about how the holidays will be and being more mindful of the people around me and how they're handling it too. Yes. It's definitely not going to be a traditional holiday. You know, I think things are going to be different. Thanks. Excuse me. Thanksgiving wise, like one of my friends wants to have a Friendsgiving. Mm -hmm. First thing she, she asked me, she was like, well, how many people should I invite? And it's like in the past, that's not even a question you would have had to ask yourself. Unless yeah. you wanted just to limit the amount of people you had to feed or, you know, but usually with those, like you, everybody, it's like a potluck, everybody's bringing something. Yeah, yeah. And so I think um, for me, what I'm trying to figure out is I know how I've usually done things for the holidays. How do mm. I switch it up, but also remain happy and, and cheerful that I'm, I'm enjoying this holiday? Because like, I love Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is yeah. not going to be the same this year as it probably was in prior years. And then, you know, just all the variables about what we could or could not do. Like, I just, I'd really like for COVID to like, just, you know, pump the brakes and go home somewhere. Cause this shit is yeah. just. You know, one of the things too, that you guys are, I think she had kind of touched on a little bit is so for me, like when you talk about like uh, something that's on the plate is right now, my schedule is pretty hectic, right? I've I'm, I'm in school full time. I work a full-time nine-to-five, got two podcasts with you guys and another one, and what's going to happen here shortly is, you know, my second podcast is going to end in two weeks, right? Then the week of right before Thanksgiving, I'm actually done with the school semester. We don't go back until the next year. So that takes two things off my plate, right? Then Mm -hmm. with us about two weeks into December, we're going to go on our actual, we're going to go on our holiday break that we do every year and won't be back into the new year. And so I'm mentally preparing because once I start removing things from the plate that I've had from August till then, that's when I start getting the weight lifted off my shoulders. Be like, I can, I can, you know, free up a little bit, but in that freeness, it's like, damn, a nigga got to still be responsible. I still got to be responsible. And like, damn, I, you know, like, because, you know, like you said, Cal, it is nothing for me to be like, yo, Cal, I think we're going to do a friend's giving, uh, yo, invite whoever we're going to send, we're going to create a group chat, da, 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 boom, boom, boom. Let's make it happen. And we're not even really too concerned about the protocol of what we got going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, shit, man, can, can I have a Friendsgiving in peace? You know, can I have a Thanksgiving in peace? Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really wild. It's just yeah. it's so many things that have to change. And, you know, I'm hoping yeah. that everybody still gets to have a good holiday season. But it, I think that basically the reason why I wanted to bring this up to y'all is I want our listeners and everybody to realize, like, hey, it's okay if you can't do some of the same things you did. Maybe you can't yeah. buy as many gifts because you're not making as much money or you yeah. lost right. your job this year. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. Like, think about those things before you start feeling down on yourself about 
the things that you used to do for Christmas and Thanksgiving and the fact yeah. that you may not be able to do that this year because we know it's just a very special year. Yeah. And, and, and you know, being present in the moment too, like being present. Um, we can't dwell on, like you said, we can't dwell on what happened in the past and how we used to, to do things in the past. You're literally losing out on moments in the present that you can make new memories and practicing gratitude for, yeah, this was a rough year, but I made it. I'm almost yeah. at the finish line. Granted, I don't, a lot of people think that it's going to switch and it's going to be back to normal in 2021. That's not going to happen. But, um, you know, practicing gratitude and it, this is the season of thankfulness. So let's practice being more thankful. You know, a lot of 230,000 people did not get to see Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. 230,000 people will not make it to 2020, will not be in 2021. And yeah. that, that, those numbers are rising. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so practicing that thankfulness, practicing that, you know, there are a lot of families who are going to be hit hard emotionally this year, holidays wise, because of that right there. They have a lot of family members that will not be here. You know what I mean? And so I think just practicing that gratefulness and that mindfulness and just, I don't want to make it sound like do it, but I don't want to say like, do what you do, what you have to, with what you have, but like, we can't change it you know what i mean so just mm -hmm. focus on how to make your environment and whatever you you and your family decide to do as fun as safe as healthy as holiday field as possible you know what i mean you know to some of the points that you guys were hitting on to uh, to wrap um is that calvin was talking about how you know, don't necessarily, you don't feel too bad if you can't go out and get the type of gifts that you thought that you were going to be able to get as you were in the last, if your hours were short and if you don't necessarily have the job that you particularly want to get the job. But what or I want to say to you, or because don't have a job at all. And, and I want to say to you, the people who you are going to be getting gifts for will understand like, yep. cause everybody is getting hit this way. It's not one of those situations where this is a normal year. Everybody understands that this is a, this is an anomaly of a year. This is one, you know, when we go prior to now, and I think we've talked about this before, what year can we say has been like this in our lifetime? Or even, I'm going to even go in and say our parents are a lot older than us, have not experienced a year like this. You yeah, had a, pan, a pandemic on the midst of death. civil unrest. After death. Like, After death. Like, like amidst a, a pandemic, amidst of a presidential election, amidst a civil uproar of life. Like, I mean, y'all, we Thanksgiving, we gonna be thankful because we're able to still <laughs> yeah. like we gonna be thankful, bro. Because it's like, damn, like we here, like we are here in the mid. It's been a lot. It's been depression. It's been, uh, again, civil protest. It's been police brutality. It's been COVID. It's been a heavy-ass year. So when you get around that fireplace and you get around that kitchen table and you get the chance to, you know, for those of you that get the ability to look at their mom or get a chance to hang out with pops or say hello to your brother, your sister, whatever, just cherish that moment a little bit this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because it's going to be, because, again, man, it's, it's, it's a, man, this year has been heavy, bro. This shit been heavy. This shit has been heavy as fuck. So, yeah, uh, so keep, listen, keep push spirits up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. As as hard as it may be, for sure, keep them spirits up, man. But, um, famous, we appreciate you for doing that, man. Um, again, we, you know, push to start always does fun things over the holidays. So, 
we'll, we'll definitely be coming to you live. And again, this upcoming year, guys, in a few weeks is going to be our three-year anniversary. That's crazy. Uh, which, which is insane, man. Um, again, I can't appreciate the both of y'all. We've had a lot of hiccups this year. A lot. You know, <laughs> we've went from... We went from transition out of a studio to hiccups. Oh, my the, memories! If you go in your memories and on Instagram, we recorded a year ago today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's 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 crazy, and and you know we've transitioned out At of a studio. <laughs> we've transitioned into a studio in here to 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 recording at the house to now being a pandemic to recording to via Zoom for more than half the year, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get back into All one the space. Year. <laughs> Yeah, for real, for real. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And and um, I, I just can't believe we're getting ready to be on year three. And it's insane. And I think when you look at the numbers and you look at who continues to listen to us faithfully week in and week out when we drop, it's impressive. Uh, it's impressive. So we salute y'all. And um, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Exactly. So um, shout out to Cal Road Rage. Uh, last topic of the evening, hashtag talk about it. Um, you know, we've got a guy currently that sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who goes by the name of Donald Dummy, uh, AKA 45. And though we would consider him an insecure man, wouldn't we? He, he, yeah, he would, yeah, he, he, he would, give a bunch of names to call that man. Yeah. It, when things don't go his way, uh, you know, he acts a particular way, right? Which could be classified as ways of insecurities. <laughs> now, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about in closing in today's topic is, you know, insecurities within the male ego when it comes to relationships. Now, um, I've got a few friends um, that have had to deal with this, but in, in particular, let's just say hypothetically, you are talking to someone and as a woman, Sierra, because I want to get your point of view and then I want to get me and Calvin's perspective about how to navigate this and if the insecurities even lie within an individual. You know, let's say you and your boyfriend are dating for three months and everything is going well. And this is the boyfriend that you have never felt like this before. You've never done the things that you've done with this person that you've done with anybody else in the past. And things are just going fantastic. Now, it is long distance, but. The things that are happening when you guys get together, because you're getting together at least once or twice each month, are going fantastical. On month three, there are signs that indicate certain insecurities within the relationship from him. Uh, he's annoyed about you not picking up the first phone call because you were sleeping and you saw the phone call late. So when you pick up the phone, he like, where you at? And um just starting to the you're outside of the honeymoon phase in three and a half months right it's starting to phase a little which in my eyes personally i think three and a half months getting out of the honeymoon stage is a little early three and a half months you still uh -huh. i mean bro calvin you've been in the game for how long three years now yeah Come on, bro. Three, your first three months, bro. The f three years in your first three months. Come yeah. on. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's yeah. a little early. Like three months is a little early for a honeymoon. I mean, I mean, I'm saying like to, to, to close it out, to close mm -hmm. out the honeymoon phase. And so I want to get your guys' opinion and Sierra specifically. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with an insecure man? And what are some ways in which you believe you could make him feel secure 
or is it just a dub at that point at the moment at the first sign of insecurity? I don't to say that it would be a dub at the first sign of insecurity is kind of like I feel like everybody has everybody is insecure about something. For some people, it might be a little different thing. Like some people it might be something of a greater magnitude, but yeah. everybody is insecure about something. So no matter who you date, there's going to be an insecurity somewhere. For me, it, it's not a matter of if there's an insecurity. What mm-hmm. I look at is how you handle your insecurity. Like I've dealt with guys I've dealt with, you know, guys who were insecure that I was a little bit more successful than they were. I've had guys that were insecure about the fact that I was more well-known than they were. How did they show you that? How did they show? They, Is that they lashed out. They acted out. And what, whenever, like, what, and whenever, like, whenever, what, like for, for somebody that, for, for a woman that may not know what that looks like, what are some of the ways in which they lash out? Okay. You have an event. You talk about something that you want to bring up. You got an idea. You mm. have a, a idea of about a new brand you want to start. You got an idea of a new show you want to do. You got an idea of a new avenue that you want to walk down. And they get salty. They hold mood change. They're not encouraging you. They're not uplifting you. They don't want to come to your events. They don't want to come to whatever you got going on. They don't want to repost your stuff. They don't want to do anything because you're outshining them. Mm. And as a man, they cannot handle that. Oh, we getting spicy. <laughs> I'm about to say you feel. I'm we're getting spicy. Spicy. Yes, I don't want to say it, but, but hold, hold that in. Hold, hold that. Channel wait, that wait, channel. wait, Okay. But um, they they don't communicate that. It's nothing that has anything to do with you. They're literally lashing out and taking their insecurity out on you. Um, so it just depends. Now, I'm in a relationship now. By far, the healthiest and best relationship I've ever been in. Um, and there has been insecurities on both sides because it's a long distance thing. You know what I mean? And we've, this, this relationship has brought new things into both of our lives that we weren't really used to before. And that we weren't really, you know, it's like, we're, we're both learning new parts of ourselves in this relationship, which makes it so beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the way we communicate about our insecurities is completely different. You know what I mean? There's a sense of affirmation and reassurance. And there's a sense of honesty and transparency and vulnerability. There's a safe space for insecurities because we all have them. Now, if a man is mature enough, emotionally and mentally mature enough to vocalize that and want to work on it as a unit and not it be us combating each other, like you're better than me and I don't like that. Or you're doing this and I'm not. And da, 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 like if a person can be mature and handle that and want to work towards a healthier thing and be vocal, like this is, this makes me feel in, insecure. You know, I know I have to do my part within myself because at the end of the day, I can't make you in, make you secure in yourself. I can make you feel secure about, you know, your spot in my life, but making you feel feeling secure as a person that is solely your responsibility and nothing, no amount of love, no amount of attention, no amount of affection, will be able to cure mm. that because that's solely an inner work that you have to do as a man. Sierra, you are barring, you are barring niggas up real quick. You are barring niggas up. <laughs> I, 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 cause I, I, there's a few things I want to touch on with that point, but I want to get Cal's first initial response to 
the male insecurity part, some of the intricacies of that? I want to know what Cal thinks. I think that um, I, I don't know how to say this. I definitely agree with you, Sierra. I think that there's a lot of things when it comes to insecurities that you have to take control for, like you have to take ownership of. Because like when people have insecurities, the, the first person who knows it is that person. And so like, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to help yourself, like, then you're really not going to be able to hear it from somebody else when they tell you like, hey, I think that you're being a little insecure about this particular thing. And so I think, I mean, the other thing is, Sierra, there's such a negative connotation about being insecure when everyone, like you said, has insecurities. And so I think the biggest thing is people have to understand their insecurities and how it affects them. Cause some people's insecurities may not affect them like, like it affects everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. But you have to realize those things. And if you can acknowledge those things with the, your partner, then you should be good. You should be able to overcome that kind of stuff. But right now, a lot of people aren't doing that. They're allowing their insecurities to control how they, uh, how they think, how they act. And that a lot of time comes off negatively. Did you ever feel, Cal, as a male, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak on this here in a second, that you found yourself having insecurities within your relationship that you knew, bef- like, like that you knew without having the rev yeah before you yeah yeah like before you actually were intellectually enough to understand that you were having insecurities did you were you aware of those things prior to i don't i don't know if i was aware of them um yeah i guess i think the older i got i understood like other insecurities that might have populated over time because some things are like situational you know that you're like oh shit like i don't i never think about this until now um yeah but also other insecurities could be things that other people around you may may see that you don't even notice about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I mean, it's not an insecurity for Nick. I know it's not, but like the way Nick laughs, unless mm-hmm. somebody points out the fact that he'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> see? see, just like that. Like, yeah. it's not an insecurity. It's not a bad thing. But like, if yeah. if I never pointed, if somebody never pointed out about Nick's laugh, he might not ever notice that he does that shit. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real though. Um, you know, to to the overall perspective, right? You know, Nick has gone through life thinking that he's macho man, right? But Teflon Don can't be touched emotionally unavailable, all that shit. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, right? Until I started getting in with my girl that I'm with now, right? There was a vulnerability and shit that you start opening up when you start thinking about some other shit that you like, hold up, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. That That's not even something that was even on my radar to even try to like make an adjustment, call an audible, like actually think in my mind mentally, Damn, is this something that I'm supposed to actually be uh, like, should I work on this? It, it, is, is there something wrong with me? And again, I think what Calvin said, it, you know, insecurities does have a negative connotation to it. But I think it primarily has a negative connotation because we don't most of most of us. Or a lot of us, I'll say, don't necessarily know how to handle the insecurity in an appropriate way where it makes sense to your partner or to your significant other so it can't be an excuse every single time when let's say calvin realized or like he brought up the example of my laugh if i just realized that i was insecure about my laugh at this particular moment in my time 
I could either A, choose to embrace that insecurity and just not care about it and say, I'm going to continue to laugh the way that I laugh, or I would have to make the conscious effort to want to change my laugh if I cared that much about it to change it. If my if, if this insecurity was something that I felt like was hindering my current relationship or whatever, then I have to work on it. I can't just say I'm going to acknowledge this insecurity. I know this about myself. I hope you know it about me and not do nothing about it. Right. Yeah, yeah I, um, agree. I agree. And, with and, that. and 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 um, uh, Sierra, I, I put this down. You had talked about, you know, the health of your relationship and everything like that. What insecurities did you have coming in to your existing one? Now that it's like you, you're in a healthy relationship, everything's going good. But what insecurities did you have or still do have? Um, I, you know, um, this was my third relationship. This is my third yeah. relationship. Um, I had some insecurities being that both of my relationships prior to had ended due to infidelity. Um, mm. And both of them had some sort of distance involved. Yeah. Um, and I had told myself that I wouldn't date another person that was long distance. Mm-hmm. You know, once I ended my last relationship, even though that wasn't a huge distance, it was like an hour and some change, but you know what I mean? Um, I just said, no, I, I just was totally against it. I was, you know, um, I spent all last year, like kind of like dealing with some of those insecurities and the infidelities and like, you know, just really working on, you know, just working on healing from all of that stuff. And um, I went to DC, met my boy, my current boyfriend. And at first, you know, I was like, okay, we just kicking it. We just talking texting and, you know, but then it, it got more serious and I started going back and I started, you know, and then I, I knew that I had some insecurities about distance. Um, and, you know, I was very open with it. I didn't, um, there may have been times where I came off a little like round and I didn't openly say, um, that I was afraid or I had these fears or these worries and I was insecure within myself. Um, but over time we've both worked on communication and, um, him giving me that safe space to be vulnerable and like, look, this bothers me. And I really just want to talk to you about it. You know what I mean? Not as a personal jab to you, not an accusation to you, but I really just want to talk about it and be open so that it doesn't fester within, within me. And I take it out on you unknowingly. You know what I mean? Um, it was a distance. It was, um, when I first met him, he was a security guard in the club. (laughs) And so I was a little insecure. Also, wait a second, long distance. And you around females all the time, you know, Oh my God. You know what I mean? But I'm just being real open and transparent. Like, you know, with past experiences I had been in, it was like, kind of like a, you know, a fight or flight instance where it's like, uh Oh, my, my, my antennas is up. You know what I mean? So, um, I had to work through that and be open about that. Like, Hey, like, it's not that I don't trust you as a person. I'm just trying to work through my own, my own stuff as far as, you know, not holding past trans transgressions against you that have nothing to do with you. And so like the love and the patience and the reassurance that I've received has done nothing but like, you know, build that relationship and build that trust and build that intimacy and build that connection. 
because it's not about you being upset about you having insecurities or you being insecure about the fact that you have insecurities because we all got them. Having a person and dealing and being with a person that allows you to be human and have those imperfections and those insecurities, it matters. You know what I mean? And so number one advice that you give to someone, uh, if you, if you have one bullet point, um, uh, however many characters Twitter gives you or less 220 characters, I think they give you, uh, what's the number one advice you would give to someone who is in a relationship that they believe may be insecure? I would say, um, I would say an open and honest conversation needs to be had. Um, but also if you guys want to be together, they have to work on being open about their insecurities. And also you have to be open about receiving what they say to you. It's a two way street. So both of you have to be open and honest to give and to receive. I would say, uh, excuse me, to be vulnerable and just ask. If you don't ask, you're not really going to get any answers, but you got to be vulnerable when you're asking. Um, I've, whatever but if you they're could toxic do, and they're crazy, it's a whole nother different ball game. Just abort <laughs> mission. Whatever you can do to make that person feel secure, and I don't know that will vary person to person, make that person feel secure. No matter what that looks like, it, and if they aren't receptive to that, then you know you may have to exit stage to the left, to the left. But if not, then, you know, you may have a prosperous and successful uh, relationship moving forward. But, you know, men and women, both Sierra can attest to this, as she stated, can be insecure. And when you're in a relationship, it's just about how you maneuver those and those can be tough at the time. So, um, hashtag talk about it. We do that every single week, man. And I really do appreciate the Push Start Podcast. Let's go ahead and clap it up one yeah. time, man. It is. It is 844. Again, we've been on the podcast for just about an hour. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too major, nothing too crazy. We still do not have a president of the United States of America. Um, Who do you guys believe <laughs> will win this election? <laughs> Who's going to win? I'm going to pray. It's, uh, it's you just go pray. It's, uh, it's Joe Biden. Yeah. Shout out to Joe, man. Look, by the time... Boy, that was fun. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, the memes go crazy. The memes go crazy. Have y'all seen way. the picture of uh, Marge with her hand on Trump's shoulder and saying, yes. I'm going to need you to come to the office. I'm going to need you to come to the office, man. Hey, man, listen. Yo, I done seen, they said, Nevada, will you one? Essential like one, two, three, three, <laughs> two, just want to be with Yo, somebody, I'm telling you, the election night day two went crazy and it's still going crazy, man. But look, by the time, listen, hopefully by the time we record our next podcast, we're going to have a president. His name is going to be Joe Biden and we can have toast and celebratories and we can take a deep breath and actually feel good about the next four years in life. So hopefully that works out That's to our sad. favor. Uh, Famous, what you doing this weekend? Um, gotta do some homework, but I'm off yep. Sunday, so I might catch the games. Okay, okay. I might, uh, pull up on you. Actually, I'm, I was gonna hit you up about that. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I, it's gonna be the same thing with me, man. I got a bunch. Of, I got three papers to do this week. Uh, this weekend. Yes. So yeah, so it's just gonna be a chill weekend. Uh, for All me, right. Sierra, what you got planned for the weekend? Resting. Um, catching yeah. up on. I do have some homework to do. 
I'm still trying yeah. to get some stuff out of my storage unit in Greensboro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I still have some stuff in there. Hey, man, I, I will say, I do want to commend you guys real quick, too. Sierra and Famous, man. I know a lot of people out here that don't do as much as we do on a day-to-day basis when we have podcasts and other business ventures, and we also have work and everything, and to still hold it together and still do and make time for the things that we want to make time in a more in a responsible way. I do want to shout y'all out there because I, I see y'all out here doing Appreciate it. We all we all out here working, and and there's a lot of things that we you know we we could get pushed to the wayside, but we, but we doing it. We doing it. So shout out to y'all's work ethic and all that. And listen, we love y'all. Push the start nation. Y'all in the building, passengers, and you know fuck Trump 2020, and <laughs> you know the vibes. Peace. Peace.